0: i Welcome to the Real Bucks Talk podcast. This podcast is available on iTunes, Google Play, and Podbean. Follow at Real Bucks Talk on social media platforms. I'm Michael Plus, your host, and join as always my co-host Mark Ramirez. And if you didn't hear the intro there, it looks like the Buccaneers did win the game. Uh, they won 20-14 to over the Carolina Panthers and moving their record to 1-1. It was a huge win, a uh, very big win to, you know, it shows what a difference four days makes and uh you know everybody's happy in Bucksland now and now hope is is back uh with us and you know you're looking forward to you know progress and move forward yes there's a lot of mistakes uh but a win is a win right
1: yeah it was it's massive i mean everyone no one gave us a shot to win the game let's be honest um it was in carolina jerry mccoy everyone thought was gonna have a An elite game, three sacks or something like that. And it's Shaq Barrett getting the three sacks. It's Mm -hmm. our defense showing up. Right. Damn, pretty much shutting out the Panthers' offense from getting in the end zone. And Winston Mm -hmm. delivering on some beautiful passes. Had one that was tipped, that damn near intercepted. But still, like, no turnovers. Mm -hmm. The biggest stat right there. No Mm -hmm. turnovers on us, and we forced one. Right. So... Massive, massive game. Mm-hmm. I mean, now, now all Bucks Twitter and Bucks fandom is flipped. It. Oh, now we can start doing it now. But just one game ago, it was the end of the earth. Yeah. <laughs> so that's why I was like, it's all right. It was one game in a game that we should have won that we gave away. At the end of the day, we we're, we're giving away games. We're in a position to win. Let's put it that way. Mm-hmm. But awesome things to, to look at. The defense is amazing. I mean, yeah, some people will say, Oh, Cam Newton's arm isn't all the way there or yeah. they have nothing but Christian McCaffrey, but Christian McCaffrey's a pretty nasty individual. Yeah. And that's what we're gonna be facing next week in the Giants, but let's focus on this game. Mm-hmm. That defense shut his ass down.
0: Yeah, hold him to fifty three yards of total offense combined rushing and receiving and this is why, you know, I talk about it, it's a week to week league and, and we saw that last night with with the Bucks performance. I thought you know, they really they started out pretty well. Again, offense was a little shaky to begin with, but I thought the defense really set the tone early um and, and made a lot of plays. They got a lot of hits on Cam Newton. Cam Newton I just don't think is is right. I think that's you can see it, like he's just not there all the way there. But the Bucks took advantage of that. I mean he was he was inaccurate with some of his passes, but the Bucks were in good position throughout most of the plays. Um, they usually had a couple guys there by the football. So it, w- it was nice to see them just play as a team. Um, you know, offense did enough. Defense did their job. Uh, special teams came through. So it was it was team football, and, and they did it the right way. Again, a lot of mistakes. There was a lot of mistakes that were still being made. A lot of penalties still that needs to be fixed and cleaned up. Um, some mental errors here and there on both sides of the ball. But that's going to come with growing pains. I mean, that's going to come with new coaching, you know, new system. And the main thing is they won the game while making those mistakes, you know, overcoming them and and finding a way to win. All
1: right, so you said mistakes. We won. Right. Let's first go over the positives of what we did see. I mean, Jameis Winston knows how to loft a ball, it seems. Like, Mm -hmm. there were, I think we were talking about it before the podcast, three or four passes they had. Like, in the intro, the Evans lofted. Deep ball. That was perfectly thrown. It was in between the the sideline and Mike Evans' left shoulder. Mm-hmm. That was it. Only he could have caught in that ball. If anything, it goes out of bounds. Perfect throw. Um, the Bernard Perriman catch that should have been if his hands are actually together and not Gatoring it. Right. Um, what was the other one? Oh, the Godwin pass for, in our end zone before the safety. Right. was a beautiful pass. It's just he just... His knee hit right out of bounds. If he falls differently, it didn't, and it's a perfect pass. Yeah. And he got hit on the play. so Jameis got hit as well. So, I mean, that adds to the throw. But either way, I mean, he was 16 of 25, 64 completion percentage, um, 208 yards, one touchdown. I do like not seeing him throw over 30 attempts. Mm-hmm. He was sacked three times, QB rating of 103 and he spread it around. Godwin's looking like a damn number 1. Right. 8 catches, 121. Evans 4 catches, 61 and then after that it's pretty minimal.
0: <laughs> well, I mean, you look at those numbers and you look at, you know, why is why is not, you know, Mike Evans getting the ball. Well, they're just playing to what the defense is giving them. I mean, if Evans is being bracketed on one side, you have Chris Godwin one-on-one. Obviously, Chris is going to win that matchup and you're going to you're going to attack it. Um, you know, same thing like you know, why is O.J. Howard not getting, the you know, football in the, in the passing game? It's kind of the same thing, you know, him going up the middle. They're kind of bracketing towards him as well. So you have that one-on-one, you know, it's better to take that easy throw, you know, to Chris Godwin, who's going to be, you know, a high percentage completion. But just the overall game plan from the offense, I really liked, you know, 31 rushing attempts for over for 100 yards. That is, that is kind of the plan you want to see going forward. You know, don't ask Jameis to do too much. Sure, you want to you want to see him keep getting better and progressing in this offense, so he can take more control and do more things. But I think that will come with time once he learns it. But right now, I just like the balance approach. I like to see him throw the ball a little bit more on first down. I think they they do it at times where they get into a, a favorable field position and they'll attack from from the play action or vice versa. But I like to I just like to see them keep it more balanced like they are and it seems like that's gonna stay uh, the course with Byron left yeah
1: the, the balance is key I mean yeah we said it sort of in the it was the quick preview like just simplify some yeah. people are like don't simplify don't why mm-hmm. would you do that no simplify it as in running more right. make it easier for him to actually see what's happening when there's more runs happening yeah. so he can play action so he can actually not have to burden all the load, right? It's Because you can't ask this dude to do what he did in the cutter offense all the time. Just hold on to the ball and wait 15 yards and then launch it. But I thought he did very well. He had that one near interception to Bernard Perryman, which it was a little underthrown. I think he was a little excited after the, the deep throw to Godwin. But, I mean, that's one of the mistakes you were talking about. Yeah. But the positives were he knows how to throw – a lofted deep ball, which no, no one thought he could. Um, the other positive is Barber actually having a great day. First game, he's a ghost. Mm-hmm. This game, 23 rushes, 82 yards, and a touchdown. Right. I mean, his average wasn't that great, 3.6, but still, it's not – yeah. I'd want them around four, no, so it's, it's kinda of close. Yeah, it's
0: steady numbers. Again, the when I talk about mistakes, you know, the things I would like to see them clean up is just they have to be better on first down. I think there's just too many times last night they're in third and long situations. Now granted a lot of that was penalties as well. I think they had like five or so um, pre-snap penalties that you just you can't afford to have, especially with the type of makeup that you know their team is, and and how you want to continue to just push forward and not go backwards. So really, it's just about limiting those negative plays, you know, the negative plays for loss, um, etc. So we have to be better with that um, going forward. But
1: well, negative plays, but also I wrote this down during the game. Mm-hmm. How much of this goes to the coaches because? Some of these calls, some of the flags, I mean, the 12 men in the huddle earlier in the game, the two timeouts at the end of the game, that's totally uncoaching. I mean, Todd Bowles and Arian's not being together on it. Uh, the safety, that that play call, I mean, what, what are we doing there? I mean, the first play call to the Godwin, the Godwin deep pass was pretty cool and smart. Just get rid of it fast and one-on-one do it. After that, it was, we're on the inch yard line and you're you're running with Barber a I don't know. I just, some things like that. There were more, but I didn't write them down, and I truly don't remember them right now. But some of this is coaching, and I think he actually agreed with that in the post-game pro- press conference. I don't have any of the right. clips of that, but still. like, There's mistakes that you're talking about that need to be fixed up, and we're still winning. We, we won a game, mm-hmm. even though we're still making mistakes. A tribute to how much talent there is on this team and we can win with, with these mistakes.
0: Right. Yeah. And, and that's, that's the, that's the biggest positive I see is like if they can clean up these things and, and continue to work on it and get better, um, going forward, then the sky is the limit for this team. And, you know, main thing is, you know, staying healthy. I think, you know, Devin white came, he got hurt last night. Uh, looks like a, a grade one MCL sprain, which is, um, uh, you know, not too severe. It looks like he's going to be okay. Um, might be able to play next week. And then Jamel Dean um, had a little uh, nick on his uh, tibia. It looks like he's going to be okay. Um, so nothing too bad from an injury standpoint, so that's good news. So, you know, won the game. Yes, there's mistakes. Like like Coach Aaron said today, I think he was talking about, yeah, we're going to grade it and, um, you know, move on from there and, and, and work on it. The great thing is now you, you get a win. Now you have like a little mini bye week before you play the mm-hmm. Giants um, next Sunday. So, yeah, a lot of good things from this game. It, and that was that was the biggest thing. They kept overcoming these mistakes. And I think that that's a good sign of a good team is like you're fighting through this adversity and um, finding ways to win the game. And, and they did that in the preseason. And, um, you know, that's something to build on. So, uh, defensively, I was really impressed with them. I, I thought... You know, from Vita Vea to Endama Sue those two guys in the middle, like they they create the havoc that Shaq Barrett's allowed to do on the outside. Um, the blitzing, the the step in with Kevin Minter, I thought he was outstanding. So all those guys, Jordan Whitehead again is proven why you know we love him so much. <laughs> so a lot of good things defensively.
1: Yeah. So I I put it out during the game. I put it out today, and. Bruce Arians has been saying it all offseason. It's true. The majority of their pressure is going to be from the middle. That's why the edge rushers benefit from this. Right. Shaq Barrett got three sacks this game. A lot of it is because he's singled. Or he had one a fourth and one where he wasn't even blocked. So, yes, he did very well. Give him his credit. But a lot of his credit goes to these guys thinking Vita Vea is going to eat someone and Dominick is going to kill someone. <laughs> so... We got to worry about these two in the middle. These two monsters that, if they hit our quarterback, it's over. Right. And I put up some. I put up one clip. There is a lot more coming of how much destruction Vitavea can do in the middle. Like I put saying, I spelled two words Vitavea. Someone said I say Shaq Barrett. You, mm-hmm. you, you got to listen to how the defense is done and understand why these edge rushers are benefiting from it. Like it, they just they've been saying it. They've been saying it. It's coming to fruition and. Still, people think it's the edge defenders doing it all. There's a reason why Shaq Barrett was second fiddle to the true stars of Von Miller, DeMarcus Ware, Nick Chubb. The true star in this defense is Vita Vea, And Dalvin Sue is second fiddle to him. It's just those nasty, massive dudes in the middle that create everything for everyone else. That's why we're so concerned when he hurt his knee in training camp. Thank God he's healthy. Stay healthy, buddy. Right. Uh, I mean... That's To me, that's the end-all, be-all of this defense. If you have someone that massive, or those two that massive in the middle, everything else outside is going to benefit. And the linebackers benefit, outside edge rushers do. That's my biggest thing I wanted to harp on. I hope Shaq Barrett keeps eating off of this. Nassib starts eating. Anthony Nelson did well. I mean, there's so many good things to say. Um, And then... I put this there in the game. The only negative I could say is, once your hands touch that ball, catch it. Right. I mean, Kevin Minter had one interception and he got called back on some bullcrap holding call on Davis. Right. I think Jordan White had, had two opportunities to intercept a ball. Mike Edwards had one. There's probably more, but it's imagine the the time when we start intercepting these balls. Yeah. We had one turnover that was a fumble that Anthony Nelson caused, not Levante David. <laughs> <laughs> Anthony Nelson caused. Yeah. So there's so this potential's high, very high. And people are still still trying to understand the Bucks have a good defense.
0: Right. Yeah. No, I mean like that's that's the big storyline, um, you know, for for this team. So, you know, defensively just how far they've come from last year. I mean, it's nine and day, it's not Mike Smith's uh defense anymore, so so it's just, it's better, I mean, it's better overall, like, just what we're seeing as far as gain tackling, uh, guys pursuing to the football, playing fast, like, this defense is so much faster than they they have been in probably, like, the last, I don't know, how many years, um, you know, making plays when, when you know, they have the opportunity, that's something they have to improve on, like you said, with the interceptions, but... So far, so good. I mean, teams really can't run the football on us. They're not going to be able to. You know, as long as we have health up front, I think we'll be fine in that area. Only allowing, I think, 2.7 yards per carry versus, I think, last year they allowed 4.3 yards per carry. You
1: mean 10.3, it felt like.
0: Yeah, <laughs> well, that was probably yards per play, but yeah, yards per carry, I mean, they're doing so much better, and then yards per play is probably down as well, probably around the five or six-yard range, which is which is really good, um, so it just goes to show you how fun uh, this defense is for these guys. I mean, Will Golston is yeah, I saw that. <laughs> playing, he's playing his, his mind, you know, out of his mind, and um you know, making plays, uh Noches, Roaches, you know, same thing. <laughs> Nacho. Nacho. Uh all these guys are having a, a good time in this defense and it's it's showing out. I mean, Jack Sitchy had a big play last night, like you were mm-hmm. telling me. So overall the the defense, uh, this is something that can continue. It can be sustained because when you have a, a solid defense like they're playing, that, that can keep you in a lot of football games and that's my hope, is like they can continue to play this well. Obviously, it's going to get tougher as we go into the season because you have, you know, the Rams and the Saints, et cetera. A little bit more accuracy from quarterbacks coming up. You know, last night we did get help from Cam Noon's inaccuracy. That did help quite a bit. I mean, there's some guys running wide open, there's some drop passes. Um, you know, so there were some things that, you know, we see this defense can still improve on. You know, consistent pressure is one. Um, and making sure that, you know, they have the right communication and coverage. So, I, I like it, though. This is something that you can continue to carry and get better. And if the offense can come along and be more consistent, then you have a very dangerous team because they can score. They can put up points.
1: Yeah, so to that credit, you're saying there's guys running open. Yeah. But the thing is, we call so much pressure that there's not enough time to see that guy running open. That's true. Yeah. So, like... Because people were saying that today at work, They're like, oh yeah, but then there was this, and then there was that. I'm like, yeah, but then the guy is on the ground already, so there's no point even saying, but there's this. Yeah, the end result is is true. He got sacked three times. He couldn't hit passes because in his mind he's like, holy shit, when when am I going to get hit? Like this all happens to a football player. Mm. Yes, the greats like Brady, Breeze, they they see through it and they just keep going. But the thing is, I can't wait till we play Breeze because. What happens when Dominican Sue and frickin' Vita Vey are pushing up front on this five foot two quarterback? Yeah. I'm, I'm joking, but <laughs> still, like, yeah. it's going to be hard for him to overlook that. And you saw it in the Texans game. The Texans did right. well in pushing right. the pocket in front of his face. And it worked early on, and then they made th- – I mean, that's what the Saints do. They're just a good damn coach team. Yeah. They make changes at, at halftime, and they come back. We just got to keep pushing it down their damn face. Mm-hmm. Um, just – I like the aggressiveness. Yes, there's going to be guys running open, but if our guys are home, if they get there, they play their assignment quick, we don't have to worry about that. Yeah, as the year goes on, Edwards will get smarter. Jordan Whitehead's playing out of his mind. He's all over the place. Right. He's, so I'm confident with that. Mike Edwards, if he has the same maturation as like Justin Evans did his first year, Jordan Whitehead had his first year, obviously there's another position where – Jason Light knows how to draft. The safety position. Evans, I thought, was a poor tackler. He turned out to be an awesome one. Now he just can't stay healthy. Jordan Whitehead, I loved coming out.
0: Mm
1: -hmm. And he's showing it right now. His first season, he he looked okay. Now he's looking awesome. Mike Edwards, first game he barely played because obviously he doesn't have any play experience. This game he doesn't blow it, but you, you see him around the ball. So... And he's only going to mature, so I can't wait to see that. Um, more pressure, more pressure. I, I want to see Nassib get in there. Nassib was great against the run. I was telling you about it earlier, about how literally on a third down and one, he's crashing down, reading the play behind his offensive lineman he's dragging with, and he just spins around just to throw his back at the at Christian McCaffrey to hold him up for Jack Cicci to make the, the end play to push him behind the line. Things like that. It's a team football. That's great. It's a great way to think about it. And mm-hmm. he's team captain on the defense. All
0: right.
1: uh, defense, I'm not going to complain anywhere. There was highlights all over. Shaq Barrett's monster. The two, Sue, Vitavea, amazing. Love them. Nassib, I can't wait for him to start putting up numbers. And then Anthony Nelson. Ooh. Yeah. The,
0: the sky's you know,
1: limit. Not sky's limit, but he's, he's like a Nassib.
0: Yeah. I mean, you know – and, and we're kind of kind a little all over the place here tonight. But the good thing is, like, going, you know, from looking at the defense, like, the biggest thing I took away from last night is they were able to take away the best player for Carolina and, and Christian McCaffrey. And that's something the Bucks defense hasn't been able to do in, in a long time, take away the opponent's best player. And, and we did that. And, and that was very impressive. And we've actually done that for two weeks. Um, you know, he took away George Kittle. Uh, last week against San Francisco and now you take away Christian McCaffrey I mean that's that's what I want to see and that's something that Todd Bowles I think is coaching into is like you're you're not going to beat us with this guy we're going to take this guy away and they pretty much shut down McCaffrey and that was that was very impressive especially after the game he had last week against the Rams and then you know just in years past the games that he's had against the Buccaneers I mean we we all remember the game last year up in Carolina where mm. they just they ran all over us and had their way. Um, and it was just complete opposite uh, last night.
1: Yeah, I mean, the defense, I think we both agree, did very well. So there's something I heard on the radio they were talking about. I mentioned it to you earlier. They said, what is your play of the game that you think decided the game and your player of the game? I'm going to ask you that.
0: Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, Well, the play of the game, I think, is it was right at the end there. It's not the Vernon Hargraves play. Obviously, that that sealed it, but it was the play, I think, a couple plays before that when Shaq Barrett got in on Cam Newton and caused him to underthrow the ball to Curtis Samuel. It, It came like a couple inches short of the end zone. Samuel was open in the corner there and the ball came up short. So I thought that was the play of the game, you know, Barrett getting that pressure, hitting Cam Newton, knocking his arm out, the ball comes up short. Um, that was a game-saving uh, play right there. Um, and then player of the game, uh, I'm going to stay with the same guy. It's got to be Shaq Barrett. I-, I thought he was just outstanding. It wasn't just the three sacks. It was the consistent pressure all night. I mean, he was forcing Cam Newton to throw it early, uh, hitting him at many times of the game. So, yeah, I mean, that that's my guy.
1: All right, well, so fitting my whole routine, I'm going to say my player of the game is Vea. Okay. Solely <laughs> because he's creating for everyone. Let's see, did he even have much stats? He had four assists. He didn't even have a tackle, but he had mm-hmm. hits on the quarterback. Literally, I think he had two or three massive hits on Cam Newton. And a guy at 6'4", 350, right in the middle over the ball, mm-hmm. you see him every play, he's causing disrupt destruction. And disruption, mm-hmm. and he's in the head of the quarterback. You you have to be every time you hike it. You know this guy's gonna be pushing your center backwards. To me, that that just that alone is massive. Yes, Shaq Barrett did awesome. I'll, yeah. I'll give you that's that's my one B. <laughs> and then play the game. I, I'm gonna go with the Vernon Hargraves because yeah, that's sealed that that's, sealed it. Yeah, because I'm cliche. <laughs> well,
0: but that. Uh, we'll, we'll and, and that's that's that. a play, and, and that goes back to that, the maturation of this defense. That's a play that would have killed our defense last year. Christian McCaffrey probably walks in easily against us last year if, he, if they do the same play. Don't oh, you? Yeah. Don't yeah. you agree? Yeah.
1: Oh, hands down. Yeah. Do you see all the misdirection they were trying to do? Right. And we Cam Newton walks over to the side. Yeah. I was like, oh god, here it's just going to yeah. get snapped to McCaffrey. It's going to go right down the side. Yeah. He was like, I, we we both knew it. We're like, right. oh here, and here our comes. guys, the guys didn't flinch, no. which was impressive. And that's knowing your assignment that goes to the defense of, mm-hmm. oh, yeah, I wanted to read this. Um, Will Golson saying that this is the most fun he's had in a defense in a long time. He said, this shit is fun. Mm-hmm. I mean, that was from uh, Trevor Sikama. Right. Talking to him after the game. Like, he was hyped up about a damn defense.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Just a scheme. And because he's, not just because he's doing well, but the whole defense is doing well. Right. and When we won in the first game we should have won, they're just having fun. And that's what, what it should be. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah, but and then another guy, another another scenario. Oh, if McCaffrey would have cut back. He would have had a first down on that. Right. If he cuts back, he's going into our monsters. I know. Yeah.
0: I. Because I, he had three guys
1: falling. so. I know. I know. Like yeah. everyone always. It's always the what if. Yeah. At the end of the day, we won. Right. There's a lot of what ifs in the last game. We should have won. Yeah. And we. Went over every damn one of them, but still, at the end of the day, we lost.
0: Yeah, yes. now we're a winner, and it feels so damn good. It does feel good. Um Definitely got me through the day, but you, yeah. <laughs> you're looking at it though, like and Carolina. I mean, they were given some gifts last night. I mean, you everyone was talking about the refs moving the ball forward. Yeah, on that, what the hell was that shit <laughs> on the one play? I mean, we clearly stopped and to make it fourth and one. And then all of a sudden the ref's like, "Nope, we're going to give you the first down and just keep this game moving along." So yeah, and then, that, then everyone got on Arians for not
1: challenging that at the spot
0: of it. Yeah, I mean, <sighs> he talked about it today. He's like, "Yeah, it was just one I don't think I was going to win," so he didn't he didn't take uh, the challenge. So. I don't blame him <laughs> plus you probably wanted him to save his timeouts towards the end there, but then again he you know they made the bonehead of the double timeouts in a row yeah. so <laughs> that that was so blatantly stupid, didn't yeah, you? it was really bad, so that's something that definitely needs to get fixed so coaching staff and players all got to get on the same page going forward and really clean up these penalties um if they do that I mean. If if they didn't have the penalties last night, you know the Bucks' offense probably scores a little bit more, and it's probably a more comfortable win. um, I'm pretty sure. Uh, You know, we had 12 for 66 yards. Yeah, for penalties, exactly. And I think we have about 25 accepted penalties through the first two games. So, yeah, that's definitely a number you got to get cut down uh, going forward because it it gets tougher with with the matchups that you're going to play, and you just can't do those penalties, um, you know, and, and expect to win. So looking at that, you know, and also, you know, Matt Gay missing the 42-yarder, you like to see him make that. Again, he's not going to be perfect. Um, hopefully that's his last miss of the year, and he goes, you know, 100% <laughs> from here on out. Um, you know, that's just something he's got to fix. I mean, that's that's the spot where he struggles at for some reason is that right hash, 40 yards. Um, yeah, he's just got to figure that one out and make it. But, you know, offense, defense, special teams, I thought as a whole was pretty good. Um I was just really impressed with Jameis. I, I thought he did a lot of good things. Um, you know, I was getting on his case last night of, like, getting rid of the football. But at the same time, he was playing it smart and not turning the ball over. So I, I got to give him props for that. You know, sometimes it is better just take that sack.
1: You yeah, know? I, I defended him on one of them. Yeah. You're pissed. Yeah. Like the one where I even tweeted, I go, how long are you going to hold on to the ball? Right.
0: I thought Godwin was open on that play. Maybe he wasn't. But, you know, I just I feel like, Sometimes it, it needs to be just one, two, get rid of it now. But I know he's trying to extend that and make the big play, and I can't blame him. You know yeah. That's that's part of him. That's who he is.
1: But as long as he's holding on to the ball. Right, not turning it over. Right? Because yeah. that would have been the same thing we would have argued about last time. Don't throw the ball, just right. take the sack. Yeah. This time he didn't throw the ball, and he took the sack, and we're bitching about it. Right. So it's like, where's the happy medium, guys? You're pissed yeah. off all the time. Yeah. No, it's, yeah, we want you to get rid of it, if you can't, you gotta take a second. I was okay with it because mm-hmm. I was like, okay, well shit. We had all day to throw, you just couldn't find anyone. Yeah. At least run. <laughs> yeah. If you have and, that much damage, he had a lot of time on that one. Right.
0: Throw. Yeah. And, and I guess this is a good sign that maybe he's finally trusting his defense and, and rightfully so. Yeah. I mean there's they're starting to play very well. And um, you know, it is a team game. He doesn't have to do it all by himself. And uh, you know, commitment to the running game. There is, uh, you know, a lot of people talked about Ronald Jones not getting a lot of carries or not getting into the game. I thought, um, I thought he missed one big play. I mean, he had, he had a hole to the left, and for whatever reason, he just he didn't take it on. I think it was, it was his last carry for his biggest run of the night, which was 12 yards. But you know, I just wish he would have saw that because it could have been a big gain. For whatever reason, he hesitated. Um, in that play, but again, those are the little things that he can fix, um, going forward and, and get better from, again, he's still a rookie in my mind, um, cause he didn't play last year. Mm-hmm. So he'll get better. Um, so as far as the running backs as a whole, you know, Dare and, you know, Rojo Payton, there's all little things they can be better at. And I think they will get better once they learn the system even more, um, you know, Payne Barber whiffed on a, on a pass protection block. Um, so it's just things like that. Just got to clean it up.
1: I'm going to defend again, another Bucks player. <laughs> it may be because we're, we won the game, and I'm in a good mood. But that play you're talking about where he missed the A-gap, yeah. where the one guy put up the clip. forgot who it was. Mm-hmm. I should name drop, but I, I messed up. <laughs> um, it was a delayed opening of the line. So Rojo had already bounced once.
0: Yeah,
1: I mean, if he would have bounced again, you don't know who could have been coming in. In a running back position you gotta be decisive. You gotta make decisions. That's what they were talking about with Christian McCaffrey. He makes quick decisions. Yeah. Uh maybe some genius would have known, okay, this is this gap's about to open up right now. Yeah. But how much you can't have a guy bouncing with no like momentum well, that, going forward that's the thing, to wait for that hole to be open. Yes, it, it did open up wide as hell yeah. after Well, that's the thing. He's got to make a quick decision. He doesn't need a bounce
0: there. Like once he gets that ball,
1: but that's the thing. If he would run straight into it, he runs in the ass of the left guard.
0: I don't know. I think he would have. He would have got through.
1: Well, this is the time we should have YouTube, (laughs) but
0: but that's
1: supposedly in the future. (laughs) But I mean, yeah. So this is what we like to do: look at tape, and I I probably would have defended him on that one. But hey. We won the game. Yes, we did. Yes, we did. These
0: these are just little things, you know, and if they improve them, it's going to make the team that much better. And, you know, I just see potential where this team can go on a significant run. Um, and that's what it's about. It's about stacking up W's like Bruce Aaron said, stack them up, you know, you got to stack them up. And I just, I don't want to see this team waste went like waste games like they did last week against San Francisco. You just can't do it in this league. If, if you want to get to where you want to go, um, and, and if they fix these little things, that will lead to a lot of wins in a row, and, and that's what you're looking for. Oh, hell yeah. I mean, it's I,
1: – I think I said it to someone today. I was like, oh, that was a b- bullshit thing. I was just like, oh, we got one win. <laughs> right. I mean, every streak starts with one, mm-hmm. right? And I was, it was like, oh, more me. And I'm like, no, but still, I mean, you got to build momentum. This goes to Robert Green's point again. Yeah. You got one win. If you get two win, you're like, holy crap, we're pretty good. It's just self-confidence you're getting. And we mentioned it about like, the, the five-game streak we went in with Cutter. Our offense was nowhere near as good as it, as it is right now. Mm-hmm. And we were just executing left and right, left and right. Defense was playing out of their mind. Nowhere near as talented and depth-wise as it is right now. Right. And that team won five games in a row against good teams. This Team can do five games in a row or more, yeah. And this is going to be the hardest stretch to do it, but mm-hmm. let's see what they can do, yeah. You don't know, hey, like Twitter world and Bucks fandom, like we said earlier, was death on the Bucks first game. Now they're like, oh, we can win every game. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to say that, but I'm going to say this next game is very winnable, and that's all I care about is this next game,
0: yeah, and that's all that matters. And you know, I hate nitpicking, but you know, yeah, just, yeah. Just, yeah. <laughs> but, you know, I just, I see these little things that, you know, can come back later in the season and bite them. And I just don't want to see that happen. So it's just about, you know, improving these things as you go along. And if you can continue yep. to get wins while doing so, then that's, that's the best of both worlds. Um, You know, speaking of that, you know, the offensive line last night, I thought did a, a pretty good job. Once again, I thought the interior, of the line was outstanding. I thought you know Jensen, Marpet, and and Kappa, I thought, did a lot of good things, um, especially in the run game. Um, Pass protection was decent for the most part. Uh, I saw some good things. Again, Donovan Smith and and Dotson, I mean, those are probably the weak links of our line right now. They have to be better, uh, more consistent. I thought Donovan was really good in the run game, uh, did a really good job. I mean, that's where he excels, but we just have to be better as a unit as far as, um everything from penalties to whatever it may be uh, it's got to be better going forward
1: yeah to your your point about mistakes or mm. things you see leading to the end result at the end of the year right. i'm going to put remember when we played the Oakland Raiders in that long game where everyone had like 5 to 600 yards oh yeah and it went into overtime and we lost off of like remember we got some bullshit penalty in the end zone and then they ran another play and they scored a touchdown mm mm-hmm. That Oakland Raiders team during the regular season was like what twelve and four. Yeah, with Jack Del Rio as head coach. Yeah, they, that they was were,
0: that was Derek Carr's second year. No, oh, but
1: everyone was like, "Oh my God, they're insane! Yeah. They're so good." Amar, Armani Cooper, Cooper, or Armani Cooper? No, Amari Cooper. Amari Cooper. Yeah, was blazing up. Everyone right, um, Crabtree was all over the place. That they, they couldn't be stopped. They were just they were like the Chiefs right now. Mm-hmm. But the thing was, like you said, coaching and mistakes. They would have personal fouls, holding calls, almost every other damn play, flags all over. And it was an undisciplined team. It was like what it was, but they had talent. Mm-hmm. The thing is, at the end of the day, if you're not a good, well-coached team that does the right things at the right times, you're going to get shit on. At the end of the day, when a good coached team comes to play you, right? And that they didn't do shit in the playoffs. Right. I remember that, and that's what you don't want to see. You want a well-coached team that is going to improve. And address these issues, and that's to your point. Mm-hmm. And then also to the the Donovan Smith and Demar Dodson, Yes, their pl- pass blocking isn't the best, but they can run block. I mean, I you said it with Smith as a really good run blocker. Yeah, a majority of our big runs come from behind him. Let's be honest. Like I think the Barber touchdown was him and OJ sealing a massive alley. He didn't even get touched. I don't think right going through that. Last week was a bunch of it I put out last week was DeMar, or not DeMar Dotson, uh, yeah. Donovan Smith. Right. Massive holes, him and Marpet doubling. I love this doubling system. I put it out there. I'll say it out here in the podcast. The double and go where they double team a person and then the next guy moves on to the, the linebacker. You never saw that in Cutter's offense, ever. It was just ever – the whole line would go to one side. Right. And there was no holes.
0: Yeah, it's a downhill aggressive yeah. blocking style of like uh, scheme. So, yeah, it fits their their personality and style. And Donovan uh, Smith,
1: that's what he wants to do: get downhill. Yeah, like he's big. He's a mauler. Let him do what he likes to do.
0: Yeah, and that that's something I, I like to see the the offense adapt um, going forward with the passing game because they did it a couple of times last night where they get those those RPOs in there and and allow these guys to look like they're run blocking. You know, So that way you create more space for Jameis in the pocket and, and let him throw the ball quicker. You know, They did it to, uh, I think they had Mike Evans on one on the slant, and then they did another one to Chris Godwin a couple of times. So just stuff like that I would like to see incorporated more where they don't really have to pass block. They can just be aggressive and go attack the guy. Um, don't let the, the guy come to you. Go get him, you know, kind of thing. And uh, it just creates uh, more opportunities for Jameis to scan the field. Yeah, like pass blocking doesn't need to be passive.
1: Right. You can be aggressive with it. Exactly. Uh, with that, any other points on offense,
0: defense, or special teams? No, I, I'm just really proud of the team, to be honest. I mean, to get that win last night, especially in a place that this team has struggled for for a long time. I mean, that was Jameis' first road win since 2016 against the Chargers, which is a long time. Um you know, and and it's funny Cam Newton is now like I think what zero and eight or zero and nine in his last starts or whatever. So, and, and it's a beautiful thing that Gerald McCoy lost. I mean, he, <laughs> made, he made he made his two plays, um, you know, that he usually makes. So he got his two plays, and that was pretty much it. And then at the rest of the time, you you saw him, uh, you know, sitting his ass on the ground. <laughs> yeah, I
1: I did get a video of him reaching for Rojo, falling, and then just looking back at
0: the play yeah, being made. Yeah, that's usually what he does.
1: Yeah, so I'll put that up later, but <laughs> but you wanted me to play this, and I, I want to play it now. It's the, the play of, or not the play, before the game, Joe yeah. McCoy was saying, Pre-game oh, game let's, just, let's just beat him like we normally do, like you, you guys have done for years and years, and I got so damn pissed. I was like, you know what? Jensen Pink th- I actually, let me read it out, so I put it yeah, out. Jensen mm-hmm. Pink this Pain, pancake, this man brutally Marpet leave no doubt. <laughs> we're we uh watching so so many of these little baby clips of like remember the Titans yeah. Sunday, any given Sunday, any given Sunday. Yeah, just it was just cracking up. And then Joe McCoy says this shit. So here he is. <laughs> I'm about to do a wish. Let's get it. I've
0: been watching y'all dominate
1: this group for years, but from the other side, nothing changed tonight. He didn't win the trenches that time, buddy. (laughs) You wanted to watch him dominate? Didn't happen, buddy. No,
0: he got dominated last night, you know. He had his his few plays he made. Again, like I said, that's usually what he does. But yeah, for the most part, you know, Kappa and those guys were pretty much eating him alive. Jensen making him, you know, get upset and draw the penalty, which was awesome. So yeah, just uh that's that's pretty much it. Just excited to be one and one and you know, Hopefully this team can continue to progress in this offense, get it more on all cylinders because if we start scoring points like we're capable of, especially with this defense, I mean, you're going to win games much easier um, than what we've seen in the past.
1: Yeah, and then to, to tell them Jerome McCoy had one tackle, three assists. Right. End all be all.
0: That's usually his numbers.
1: Yep. <laughs> <laughs> no sacks. Yeah. But let's go on to fans' questions. This is an email from Ryan Nix. He says, game two. Hey, my guys, what a game. Defense looks special. Offense looked like it took a step forward. And my question is, how huge was signing Shaq Barrett? I mean, wow.
0: <laughs> yeah, I, I agree with those sentiments. I mean, he's absolutely right. Defense looks good. Offense definitely took a step forward. Um, and Shaq Barrett, yeah, I mean, that's that's the value. <laughs> That's that's the value signing of the year. I mean, just just making um making that move. I think it was one of the, the best moves we've we made um this offseason.
1: I i I'll, I'll agree with you. It was a great signing. Again, you all know what I just said earlier. I think Vitavea and Dominican two are the heart of the defense. Right. Everyone on the outside is just benefiting from well, the again, that, they have in
0: the middle. again, that that just makes it even that much better because, you know, Shaq Barrett getting one-on-ones, I think that was the plan all along. And, mm-hmm. you know, if the guy takes advantage of it, then, yeah, it's a great move. And and you want to see hopefully that guy with the Bucks for a long time. Hopefully they, they sign him up.
1: <laughs> all right, so this is Tommy, the last one. He says, I got one thing to say, ball don't
0: lie. Ball doesn't lie. And he says it in a good way. <laughs> yeah, didn't lie last night.
1: Yeah, I mean, yeah. I guess I lied a couple times. We should have taken a challenge on it, but it mattered in the end. Right, right. A Florida Gator pushed the man out of, out of bounds,
0: and it was short. Yep, yep, yep. And I
1: think that is it.
0: All right. That is it. Okay. All right, all right, all right. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I mean, <laughs> uh, I, I think we're tired. Yeah, that's what it is.
1: <laughs> Any other topics you want to address?
0: No, I mean, the only other thing, I I like to see this team get the tight ends more involved. Uh, You know, try to get OJ and and Cam Brake some type of package where they can get more involved in the passing game. Um, I know you talked about yesterday they're going to be more red zone kind of guys, but I I just like to see them utilize them more. Um, I don't know. Maybe they are, and then just Jameis is looking a different way. Could be, but.
1: Hey, one thing I want to quickly touch on was Jameis looked at O.J. first in the Godwin touchdown. That's true. So the thing is, in my mind, am I thinking, is he just a off to draw over, or did he look at him first and be like, you know what? This dude's dropped a ball. This dude's (laughs) fumbled a ball. This dude's caused an interception. I'm not throwing this ass. I'm going to this other guy. That trust, to me, isn't really there. Is it
0: truly that, or is it Godwin was going to be open? two guys did go to Howard, so maybe that. You know, that could play a part into it. And Godwin was the one on one. And, you know, like you say, you tack the one on one. And plus, he's Smart, but I he's mean, looking at Howard. He's drawing, he's keeping that safety in the middle of the field. You know?
1: That safety was really far to the left, but. But still, he's keeping it. I mean, him there. yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. But I'm A, because, I mean, OJ didn't have a good game at all. He had, he had better blocking this but time, better blocking.
0: Not the greatest. Still Not needs the greatest. As early on, he did bad, but pre-snap penalties. Yeah, so he's got to get it fixed. But yeah, again, and Arians called him out today. Good. Yeah. I called him out last week. Yeah, he called him out today. He's like, he's like, he's a heck of a talent, but he needs to start playing like he's capable of. So. As as he should. Yep.
1: I yeah. If y'all want to understand what the hell I think about him, go look at last week. Yeah. <laughs> he's probably the. I talked about this with you. Probably the best athlete we have on offense. Right. Above Mike Evans, Bud above Godwin. Go above Rojo. He is that much of a physical freak, but he just does not – he just doesn't do it. He's not catching the ball. He's not being reliable. He's not blocking well. Right. And, like, the damn announcers, like, oh, he shouldn't be blocking. What do you mean you should be blocking? <laughs> You're a tight end. Yeah. No matter what, the greats do it. Gronkowski did it. Right. Um, Tony Gonzalez did it. Any great tight end blocks. Mm-hmm. They're not just pass catchers. If he was, he'd be a receiver. Right. But he's not. So – Dude's got to step up. Again, challenge. You're not accepting it. Get your ass out there. This is a team, the Giants, that you dominated once for two touchdowns. Hmm. Once or twice.
0: He had a good game against them last year as well. Right? That's so, the I mean, game he got hurt in. Either way, just
1: yeah. show up. Right. I mean, I don't want to hear that, oh, they're maybe they're not targeting him enough. The, obviously, they targeted him the first game. He, he shit the bed. Yeah. The second game, maybe he had targets, but Winston's trust wasn't there. That's my only... Yeah, no, that's, that's fair points.
0: <laughs> yeah, but yeah, that was pretty much my last thoughts. I just like to see them get more involved, especially Cameron Bright. I, I just think he's such a dynamic player. Uh, I know he had a couple catches last night, a couple big catches too. So, and, and that's the thing, he he threw it to him on third down, right. A lot. Yeah. So you know again, that, that's a
1: trust. Yeah, that trust right? is there.
0: It's would he throw it to OJ
1: on a third down? I don't know if he'd do it right now. Yeah, first true. down, okay, we yeah. chuck it. Okay, I'll, let's see if we can get some trust.
0: Yeah, I don't see him throw it to him on third. Yeah. But anyway, that's that's going to do it for us, guys. Again, I appreciate we appreciate all your support, your questions, your thoughts, comments. Twitter is blowing up constantly, daily. Thank you, guys, for that. Uh, but yeah, we're super excited. I know you guys are. The Bucks are one and one. It's a big win. It's a division win. So really, that means two wins. I mean, let's face it. That that counts as two. So, um, but with that being said, everyone have a great night, great weekend, and go Bucks.